my peoples one time. What up, what up, what up? Ladies and gentlemen, you are back with us again. Ugh, let's get this seat scooted up here. Right, we're just going to get it all on here. This is Across the Intersection Podcast. This is AJ. I'm in here with Eve and Avery. Hello, everyone. Hi. Well, currently it'll be Eve and Avery because, you know, very soon our super fly. All right, well, we just keep that to ourselves. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll keep that to the end. As always, you can listen to our illustrious podcast on iTunes, Google Play. Superfly, um, by the way, was a character in a black exploitation film. Just well, you know, I'm saying two separate words, super and fly. Oh, you're okay. super and you're fly. Oh, she okay. came in here gotcha. with the fresh hair doing everything. She's super and she's fly. <laughs> um, but uh, our podcast is on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud. Get us where you can get us. If you're on that Apple platform, Apple Podcast, please give us five stars. You're listening to me right now, and you got your iPhone XS, just like 15 inches wide. <laughs> Jones is as big as a computer screen. Just go ahead and go to uh, your ratings. Give me five stars and a good rating. We would really appreciate that. But anyway, um, you can hit us up on social media. Uh, we are on Twitter at Across This. And we are on the gram. We made some changes on the gram. All right. So uh, just hit us up at Dive underscore Media. New new uh, Instagram handle uh, at dive underscore media on Instagram. So yeah, we're trying to do some new things, trying to make some changes here. So um, hit us up on the ch- gram. Ch- ch- changes. <laughs> um, speaking of changes, you know Tupac's uh, anniversary of his death was what yesterday, day before yesterday. Yeah. Oh, September thirteenth. Yeah. It's crazy when you realize how young that dude was, man. In like twenty six. Yeah, because he was older than all. He was of older us. than I us. Think he was yeah. twenty seven. Something. I mean, no, whatever. I thought he was, you know, oh, I thought was, was younger than that. I thought it was. Like I think it was twenty six, yeah. but whatever. I mean, he died the, September thirteenth. The, the, the point of it, like he was in his mid twenties, mm. and he's you know he's like, goodness gracious, man, that's, that's wild. Anyway, so rest in peace, Mister. Um, uh, what was it, Leston Crooks? Right, that's his Who? name. His real name. Before his mother oh, changed his that. name, yeah, Lee Sane oh, Crooks. You, oh, you have yeah, some. You must have watched the movie. Some history there. I didn't. Oh yeah, know. I used to be a, a real Tupac stand back in the day. Yeah, I was. I was real. I was like the only New York dude that that rolled with Pac. All my boys would be like, "Yo, how you rolling with Pac?" I was like, "I don't know. He just go hard, man. I don't know, homie. I'm from the West Side, man. These Mark Busters, man. Oh boy. Anyway, I think well, that was. I just I, I just dated myself. Prejudice. With that. that was prejudice. Is it, yeah. Is that, is that how people from the West Coast? <laughs> What they say, busters out there. You know, we say Bama, they say busters. You know, mm, busters. Stereotypes. I was just out there. This dude was. Uh, shout out to this dude that was at the gas station coming. By, by the way, everybody, I just got back from the West. I was out in Cali this past week, and um, there was this dude. Oh man, uh, Moolah XL. So shout out to the homie Moolah XL. He was trying to push his music at the gas station. <laughs> he was an MC. He's mm. like, Yo, man, I, I, I spit, and I was like, I'm Did sorry. Did you cop that? Nah, I didn't, man. I'm sorry. I was. <laughs> I seen like the dollar signs all over his CD. I was like, nah, homie. But if you want to go holler at Moolah XL, go check out Moolah XL. He's a California rapper. I'm just giving him some free publicity. Uh. So there it is. We haven't been in here for a minute because I know I've been traveling. You guys have been traveling. Let's get the people up to date with what we've been doing. So y'all know I was in Cali this past week. The week before, I was out in Texas. So I've been kind of ripping and running here for the last two to three weeks. Yeah. You rip, you run. I'm like mad tired. I know some other people in the room are doing some special things. In uh, terms. 
not no. for me, <laughs> not much, not much. I'm just, you know, making a transition to another state and, um, you know. Another a state lot. of mind. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of work associated with that. By yeah. the way, those of us who claim to be minimalists, uh, check yourself. Because I thought I was a minimalist, but when it's time to relocate, then you, you realize. maximalist. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's pretty bad. So for those of y'all listening, we're going, you know, Eva's relocating from this area to another area. And, uh, you know, we're going to try to, you know, do what we do. But, you know, she, her presence will not be the same here anymore. It will be just, someplace else. Just remember, it's not a curse word, okay? So you can go ahead and <laughs> just get your on, okay? Oh, my gosh. I don't yeah. know what that is. I was going to say, what? You know how they He's they, speaking they the... Oh, oh, I was going to say. Getting it popping over there. Yeah, I thought you were on your KRS-1. <laughs> I do need know. to visit South Africa at some point. Anyway, what's been going on with you, Avery? It's just, um, hey, less and less and less. That's it, you know. As I move forward, I just want to be able to do less. You want to be, be the minimalist. In the things in which that I, I do uh, yeah. currently. Actually, I just read, um, <clears throat> reading through the Bible, uh, mm-hmm. and I finally completed um, Exodus. Yes. Now, I've read... The scriptures before, but I, I was at a previous mind state, mm-hmm. uh, and then I took a break for maybe about a good three, four years on uh, reading the Bible. And uh, I, I didn't give to, my preface. We getting Bible here. I started early. to pick yeah. it up. I started to pick it up again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read, I read through Genesis earlier mm-hmm. this year, and then I, I just, it took me about the summer to read through Exodus. And as I read, I take. I take notes and I try not to gloss over things. It's like, okay, if I don't understand this, or what is this talking about? Yep. I just take a note and then I'll go back to the note. Um, but I read through Exodus and now I'm, I'm actually in Leviticus and, um, you know, it's exciting. It's very enlightening. It's very heartwarming. And, um, I actually, um, I started to, uh, parallel it with this Netflix, uh, series called the Bible. Oh, I saw it, but I didn't. I've never actually watched it. Yeah, there were two parts. Is that the one, the, the recent one, right? Yeah, it's like it's like seven episodes. So okay. Uh, it, no, I mean, but it's it recently was came 2013. out. Two thousand thirteen. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, like yeah. that's when it was shot. I don't know when it hit Netflix, but um, I don't know when Netflix got the license, but it it came out in two thousand thirteen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> I I just kind of compared and contrast the first episode with. Uh, what the scriptures actually say and there's yep. definitely some dichotomies a big dichotomies uh and so i i just you know just documented it wrote it wrote it down and so i figured well since i did it for genesis let me do it for exodus mm-hmm. um and uh so that's so I, i'm gonna do that at some point uh but yeah so that's why i am i'm in leviticus right now i'm really i just i don't like leviticus chapter two so it's uh it's very enlightening. That tor- that Torah is so critical, folks, and I think that um, reading it, just like the I think the Psalm one says, meditate on the law of the Lord uh, day and night. Yeah. Uh, you know, th- it's it's almost like that story that people tell about the folks who work at the Department of Treasury or whatever it is. Like, make study sure you 20. yeah study 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 the real learn so the real the, so the real false, yeah. and then whatever else you. Um, learn whatever other literature or whoever preaches to you or whatever weigh it against the right. torah the first five books to determine its authenticity and Law sometimes mention yeah, yeah and sometimes you'll find that things that you have been taught are not true oh yeah Ooh. we're getting real bibly okay. real anyway, quick yeah i'll so. leave it right there. well you know we 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 haven't been on in a few weeks so you know we gotta just let everybody know what we're reading so it's another good book I'm, i started reading this past week called unchurching by Richard Jacobson, really good book. Oh, nah, I don't know who that is. Oh. <laughs> um, and 
a couple of weeks before that, I had just finished a book called The Nature and Character of God by Dr. Corbett Galden. Really, mm. another really good book. So check those books out. We're just throwing all types of stuff out here. So check out that Netflix. I think they did the Bible, and then they did like The Bible Continues. I don't know, man. <laughs> Seriously, I don't, know. I, I don't know. But if I think, if it's the same one I'm thinking about, that's because that's like the multicultural disciples. With all I the, think so. Yeah, okay. I think so, because there's a screenshot. Yes, like yeah. they had... Um, I don't know if it was Samson. That was a brother. I, I yeah, with the dread. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's yeah, the, okay. Yeah. So that was the Old Testament. Yeah. Then they did the Bible continued, and they went into the New. Yeah, okay. I, I have seen that because when you said it, I was trying to think if I had seen that one. Um, but yeah, so it's it's a lot of good stuff going on out here in the world, and there's a lot of not so good stuff going on out here in the world. You know, y'all don't y'all think I've been yeah. going on my segways? You think I've been going? <laughs> oh, I know it was coming. You think I've been sleeping on my segways? It's not a game with this segway life. So. Um, yeah, so if you've been under a rock or just um, choosing to not, you know, plug into the yeah, Matrix. Just doing like, a you thizzle. Know, you know, be um, under a rock. Well, I mean, if you like me, like, I prefer to read my news as opposed to watch it because, you know, most cats try to get you to slant when you watch it. So I try not to watch, like, um, I got family in town. And they were like, yeah, we want to turn the news on. And I was kind of like, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Like, I don't know. I don't watch the news anymore. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I prefer to read it. Um but in Dallas Fort Worth area, so out in the DF dub, um, it was a shooting by a gentleman in the name of Botham John. Um, from shooting St. Lucia. of Botham John. Yeah, that is. he didn't do the shooting. He was shot and killed by an officer, Officer Geiger, female Amber Geiger. So this is you know, and now there's, there's a whole lot of what's being claimed, but there is a warrant out. There was a warrant out for her arrest for manslaughter. It's like the movie Geiger. You know there's a movie called Geiger? Remember that joint back in the day? I know there's a basketball player named Matt Geiger. Matt Geiger, no, no, no. the Sixers. Yeah, yeah. And then he took he, them elbows from Shaq like a man, yeah, though. Then I think, what did he go? He go to Miami and he, he had the baldy. Yeah, he had the baldy. Yeah, he had Yeah, nah, Geiger. Geiger, the movie <laughs> Geiger. It was a alien joint. It was, uh, yeah, it was this dude and <laughs> and he had, like, like, like when he, he, it was this orb that I think that he had, and then when he grabbed the orb, orb or touched the orb, then he had this like, he kind of had this alien costume, like alien suit. You don't, you don't remember that joint, guy? Nah, bro. Man. Anyway, <laughs> wow, man. You must have been up there with Amber, bro. I don't, I don't know what was going on. I don't know what's going on with that joint, but yeah. so here's here's what's being claimed. You know, like I said, you can go check this out. I was looking at um, NBCDallasFortWorth.com. Naturally. Wrote, they they wrote an article about it, but it's it's all over the place. Um, and by the way, shout out to everybody who's in the South going through this hurricane. That's why I got family up here. For those of you listening, I got some in-laws who live in the South who came up to holler at your boy because they wasn't trying to holler at Florence because she's putting in work in the Carolinas Slow right now. Joke. So as of this morning, I think there was a couple of deaths already. So um, anyway... So Botham John, he was in his apartment. Um, what's the name of this apartment, this building? Little flats, the flats, flats. Yeah, yeah. Southside Flats. And apparently there there are like a plethora of law enforcement that live in the building. Hmm. And so Miss Geiger, she got off on his floor because she lives one floor below him. So she got off on his floor. Yeah, on the 13th floor, which is kind of odd to me <laughs> of break. Because, it's like a movie. Well, not necessarily a movie, like real life, like. And architect, you should know this. Don't you have something to do with this stuff? I ain't trying to put all your business out there. You could, you could glance around. You know, glance around and don't put all your info. 
But um, in architecture, or in architecture, isn't it that um, usually they don't put 13 floors? Yeah. They skip over the number 13. 12, 14. Yeah. 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 So that, when I saw that, I was just kind of like, okay. But yeah, she'd come home from an extended shift and she said that says that she parked on the wrong uh, level and therefore got off on the wrong floor and thought that that was her apartment. Mm-hmm. And she went in his. She went into the apartment because apparently it was unlocked or open or ajar. They're still trying to determine what that. she's claiming. You know, of, of course, there's her story, his story, and the truth. And of course, dead men can't tell their side of the story, so we only got her side of the story. Well, you have what's written on the news. We don't know whose story that is. Well, we so, know it ain't Botham John's story because that brother's know. Uh, knows. He's in eternity right now. But one, so. but one I mean, thing a, that according the, to the story, he is. I don't. I don't know the guy. You know, the, these flo- these uh, doors um, are, you know, there's an electronic keypad or there's something electronic of, uh, uh-huh. that can determine whether the door was ajar or not. But they're still trying to do the research, supposedly. Did to you see the video of the ajar. other resident in the building? She Somebody put it up online. Another resident in the building was like, yeah, she's lying, y'all, because this is how these doors work. Yeah. And they went up to their door. They had like their, I guess, cell phone camera. They went up to the door, put the key in, turned it, and like a green, like a hotel. Yeah. And the, the green light came on, they opened the door, and he says, once you let go, it the goes, door, yeah, yeah it shuts. swings and, and locks. So, so it wouldn't just have been a sitting ajar. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that was just somebody else in the building, like, oh, she's lying. But anyway, so he, you know, I mean, this is pretty much the story in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. She went into his apartment, claiming the door was ajar, went in, thinking it was her apartment, saw him sitting there, and gave him verbal commands and I guess he's in his crib, so he's like, yo, I'm I'm not responding to any verbal commands. I'm in my crib. And one thing leads to another. Botham John is now eventually going to be put six feet under. He's hashtagged. Yeah, he's hashtagged. There it is. He's hashtagged. And she is. He's on paid administrative leave. Thank you. There it is. Um, now, the police did issue a warrant for her arrest for manslaughter, not murder, first or second degree, doesn't matter. Um, but for manslaughter, he was transported to the hospital where he died. Now, some people, a lot of people, I should say, you know, and, and it, when you read through some of the news articles and you go to social media and you see what's being said about it, because you, you know your boy, um, what's the name? Who? Michael uh, Eric Dyson. No, not Michael Eric Dyson. Lights <laughs> can do to be on it. All oh, the stuff on God. The, uh, the white dude, um, Sean King. Sean King. Thank yeah. you. Um, he um, he was all over it. You see how Avery slipped. I know, in there. I know, I know. He, I, I heard him. I heard him. <laughs> they was calling him some other stuff on on Twitter. You you could look it up. You know. You know what it is. The lighter you are, then is the more pro black you are. That's how that goes. They got to compensate. You got, yeah, you, know, you got to you know, compensate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not hating on him. <laughs> he gets things done in in his own way. Allegedly. Um, but. Pretty much that they, they were saying that now that it's been found out he murdered, that he was murdered, they're going to start with the character assassination. And of course, they go into, oh, there was a bulletproof vest found in his um, apartment with police markings. There was weed found in his crib. Um, and I just think that all of those things are inconsequential because this gentleman was in his house. And an officer came in without a warrant. And and, and because of that, even the fact that he um, is 
active in his church. He works as an accountant. He's educated. He works as an accountant for a world-class accounting firm and, you know, all of the great things about him are also inconsequential in light of what you just said, you know, whether he was a a, a criminal or whether he was an accomplished um, college graduate, you know, person moving on the, on the track toward uh, partnership in his firm, all of that is inconsequential as well because he was a human being who is now dead and no matter what he did uh if he did anything he death is not is not the proper uh response um but the question becomes yes what did he do and, and did he do anything and it's good that they're at least having an investigation toward this it's just that i don't know that i trust the police to police themselves yeah i mean what they call it that blue wall of silence you know can um uh, I don't trust the news. I'm just gonna put that out there. Yeah, uh, I don't. But do you trust all the news is fake news. themselves? No, I don't. I can't get past the news. I don't even know if this article is real. Oh, so um, are you? I, do you are think you on all that? the articles are not real? I mean, why does it have to be an all or nothing thing? But to answer your question directly, I think that even if, even if that, um, I mean, maybe some aspects of this are real. Maybe the whole thing is fabricated. I just, I just don't know. Um, all I know is that um, it is narrative that goes along that goes along with um, the zeitgeist. Uh, there are all kinds of different things that happen, and these are the articles that tend to get pushed that cause um, us to fear, uh, that causes us to not trust. Um, and by us, you mean black Americans? Or? I mean, yeah, black Americans. Okay. Or the populace in, in general, general, depending well, on who the article is aimed toward. Yeah, to, to, yes, exactly. To, 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 um, to cause division um, between civilians and, and the police uh, in order to continue to uh, um, have, a, have a fractured population. Because if you have a fractured population, then that's a population that you can control. By no means am I saying, like, you know, you go and you worship the police. I'm definitely not even saying worship the state. I'm not even saying worship the flag. I'm not saying any of that. But what I am saying is that a lot of these articles are used to constantly get our blood pressure up, to constantly make us uh, or to get us to move uh, in fear, uh, to control us as a, as a population, to keep us not being able to think for ourselves, to keep us reactionary, uh, to keep us second-guessing what's going on. Right, um, right. So that we can go out and get shot. I can uh, understand by the police. I can understand uh, the but idea. But see, this guy didn't go out and got no, shot. No, I'm not talking crib. about the guy. I'm talking about people us. People respond to these. I'm oh, talking about oh, us. Oh, 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 yeah, oh. see, that's what I'm saying. Like we have to, we have to be able to sit outside of ourselves and then and then analyze. Okay, well, what is this article doing well, to me mentally? Okay. And what is it? What what do these things? What what is this doing in mass? Because you have to multiply it by how many people are reading this. And then what is the populist reaction? But this is, is my Stephon reaction Clark to you. Doing when he reads this, this, this is my reaction to what you just said because there are a lot of people who believe. <laughs> there are a lot of people who believe in these <laughs> false flags or, or the yeah, notion. You gotta make a YouTube video on the notion of false flags. When you look at uh, uh, Botham Jean's mother, you know she she was very outspoken in a way that makes some people that you know question whether she was truly grieving whether that's truly the mother whether she's truly going back to saint lucia so there are all these questions Mm -hmm. however at what point do we know 
whether this yeah. is um, um, news is being fed to us for the purpose of bringing division among the populace or whether it is a real story. Oh, I could tell you and the therefore, point. therefore, how should we know? Because the vast majority of things that are happening as we speak, we don't know whether they're real or not. They're going to be reported to I, us. I so can, what do you do from there? I can tell you when you know. You know when you see the words. <laughs> That's when you know. You know when you see the words of the article. That's when you know, okay, I'm being lied to. So you, what? So you're always being lied to when something is being reported to you? You yeah, a lot a lot of times yes. I'm not saying that you don't just believe believe or not believe, but I am saying that you have to do your due diligence and understand when information is being weaponized against you. Yeah, but that's and, the thing. But sometimes human beings, sometimes the populace during the civil rights movement, during the Civil War, there were a lot of reactions that the populace had. Mm -hmm. So my question is, you how can you say that just because something has the potential to bring about a popular reaction that it's a false story i'm not saying that it's necessarily a false story i'm saying that well one it could be fabrication but even if it's not it doesn't matter if it doesn't matter because it can be used it can be used in a larger okay. narrative to get you to do certain things or react in a certain way that you would not normally do if the people in which that are putting this in front of you didn't have that information, so okay. they didn't have it, so they'll use something, right? Like Sinclair Broadcasting will use something, or the politicians within our government, or our, or our military, or a foreign entity, or foreign military will use something that actually may have occurred, and they'll only target the things in which they know that put that that push your buttons. And they'll move those things to the forefront in order to get you to uh, react a certain way, usually vitriolic. Yes. Yeah, so um, but sometimes in a fanatical, well, both fanatical, either for or against. And in fact, there's a there's a there's an arm of the military that exists within the United States that uh, I, I was hoping that we could we could we could read the we could read the description. Can you pull that up, uh, Amadi? And are you talking about a description that this particular government agency has of itself or some sort of critical analysis of that organization? Well, uh, of itself. Okay. Uh, so, Well, two, two things. I, I would definitely say that I, I agree with you in, in, in terms of uh, propaganda generation, mm -hmm. um, the generating of propaganda. Um, but I can't, and I think even using your words from something we talked about when we were discussing um, the, the uh, prison stuff, I can't take the posture that every article is false. That's then I would there would be no point in even reading anything. Yes, like, I, that, I, I understand that there are things that's going to be put out there as propaganda, but that's why I was saying even earlier. That's why I like to read because then I'm able to filter through what is true and what's false, as opposed to just having it told to me as quote unquote gospel, not like gospel gospel. But yeah, like, but what so. Avery said earlier, I think is really critical actually, and I'm glad you you made this distinction. Is that even if all of the things that are being put out there are true, the question is what are the motives? There are other Botham John, I'm sure, was a great guy, but there are other people who have passed. Yeah, so. Cops have shot other people. A lot of the, what is it that causes the news media to focus on this case, and what was the end goal of that? Yeah. That's a good point. So, that would be something to look into, yeah, like what, you, Eva. I, like what causes this particular story, as opposed to some other dude that got shot by the police in some other city, you know, yeah. anywhere else in the country. Yes, yes. So let let let. Okay. So, um, let's just I, I'll just break this down right quick. Um, like speak on it, how is, So how is power? <laughs> How is power exercised within the society? Power is exercised 
power is exercised through compromise. Now I'm kind of going off the head, off the head here. So you know, um, these are my words. Yeah. Uh, based off my analysis. An amalgamation. Yeah. Yes. An amalgamation. The words being exactly. spoken are of Avery Smith alone, and not of the Across the Intersection podcast. Power. Power. <laughs> power is exercised. Power is is exercised through 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 compromise, right? Leverage and compromise. Not all compromise is wanted. Okay. So some compromise is accepted. Like, okay, yeah, well, I'll go along with you. Some compromise, and I'll do it willingly. Some compromise happens through force, right? And so when you have power, when you have power at some point, when you want to consolidate the power and you get to a certain size, not everybody's going to want to get along. Some people, some people, in fact, when they see that size, will become intimidated and they'll question it just because they understand that, wow, like this thing is bigger than me. Right. And so what happens is people uh, in positions of power in order to maintain their positions of power, collect uh, intelligence. They they collect they collect uh, information that they can use in order to solidify and barricade their power. That kind of information, a lot of times they can take they, they, they get information from other people. Or about other people and they can use that information to get these other people to compromise compromise their positions in order to go along with the power at hand so what I'm getting at okay is that there are there are ways uh, in which to take down uh, uh, adversaries okay. within, within this world okay mm-hmm. right adversaries that threaten your power right and the the one way is through um one way is through assassination right so the direct takedown uh of the threat right whether that be war uh military war or um you know somebody just gets gets hashtagged or offed right mm-hmm. another way and an easier way of doing it is enabling somebody to off themselves. So in the American so, plutocrat- plutocratic system where you have an elite that does want to maintain power, how does that look? What you're talking about? That's a very good question. So so again, let me cuz I, I I feel like this might be missed, okay? So not every not not every display of power and exercise of power results in uh uh um a physical touch, right? Like I just off this person. Many of them, many of them, how you, how it works is once you, this is why you have a CIA, you gather intelligence and then you, you, when you, when you have, when you, when you have a threat, then you put things in place, you know what their weaknesses are. Then you put things in place so that people will, will cause their own demise because if they cause their own demise, then they write their they write your alibi for you. Yeah, it's oh, covert and, and, and so you don't know who the real threat. So let me make is. this let me make this specific, right? Mm-hmm. So when it comes to, for example, um, uh, Martin Luther King, right? Oh, we will we just you know like put him in situations where where we know that this dude has a uh, sexual deviancy or whatever it is. So look. We're going to just put some plans. We'll record them. We'll have that information, right? Or it can be somebody like, I mean, you, you, you name the person like a Harvey Weinstein, right? And there, there are myriads of people. There are myriads of people here, but I'm just I'm just picking people, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we know this dude uh, is compromised. We know this dude. We have this information on this dude. Uh, um, um, 
and and he's been having these illegitimate relationships with women or or trading trading positions for sex. So look, we don't like this dude. We got uh, uh, Malia Obama, whatever Obama's daughter is. He inter- interning for him. You know what, Dad? Hey, you know this dude is kind of trifling. Okay, say no more. Boom! Now Harvey Weinstein's knocked the out. All for stuff that he did. Same thing with Bill Cosby, right? So what's well, the connection between so the situation with wh- this? Wh- whereas, hold, hold, so so I'm saying like that's when that that's when you put stuff out f- when you put enough pieces of cheese out in order for people to hang themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So they write the, they write your alibi for you. That's the fr- that 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 is the cleanest way. That's the cleanest way of destroying your competition, right? Now, if you have a competition that has no vice and they are pure. That's when you bring out the artillery. You see what I'm saying? Like for example, mm-hmm. Fred Hampton, right? So they tried to get Fred. They, they being the they being the CIA, Cointel Pro. Pro tried to get Fred Hampton to. Well, does he have any drug predilections or anything like that? No, this dude's clean as a whistle. All right, look. Well, you know what? Boom. You know, we just gonna pow, pow, pow. You know, like that's it. And then, then, then you just try to fabricate and cover that up however you can, but it's not as clean. Right, so those are two types of ways to exercise power. Now, bringing it back to, I, I, I say all of that to say to answer the question when you say like, well, why is it? Why would the news media use stuff that really happened in order to push an agenda? Wouldn't they just make it up? Well, the fact that it really happened means that I really need to feel a certain way about it. That's not what my question was. Well, what was your question? My question was even if false flags yes, are real, yes, 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 even yes. if these things have happened. And the media decides decides to propagandize these yes. situations. Yes. Um, the question is, what difference does that make to a regular person walking down the street? How does that person know how to respond to something that really happened that the media might be using to divide and conquer? Well, one, the goal is to confuse you, to arrest you, to make you feel, well, I don't know what to do, right? Because when you, when, when you are in that, state of mind then what happens is is that you become impulsive you 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 try to you look to trust your as crazy as it sounds you look to trust the state more you look you look to trust the government more because that's why you have people that say well your only your only way out of this in this country they say it a lot your only way out of this is to vote is to vote you got the Cory Booker's and the Kamala Harris's that come along, and and, and Obama just said that a few days yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like so, so you know these things get put in front of you, and you feel powerless. And then what then follows up after that is well, the way out of it is to vote. Now, how now does that really make any sense? Like we've been in this country how long? It's not getting better. We're in the three hundred and ninety ninth year. Yeah. So, uh oh, that's a whole nother conversation, and. And we, 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 you say, well, the only way, because I heard somebody had said this earlier in the summertime when I was at something. Oh, the only way to fix gentrification is to vote. That's what, that's basically what he was saying. And, and it's like, so you're, you're telling me the only, or, or the only way to fix the black community is to vote. That's what he was saying. 
And, and it's like the 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 domestic violence, the um, abuser, you know, telling a woman after he is abused her, and then say, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna take care of you. Don't worry. It won't ever happen again." Exactly. Vote by you. voting. What you're saying is that you're giving your power to someone else. Someone else is going to fix it. The ele- the elected official is going to fix my problems, and the elected official only wants to be an elected okay. official. So, it is a career for them. So. They do not now, want to fix your problems. So right now, Marcus Jenkins, just to use a sure. a, a random term, Shout is walking. Marcus. Marcus Jenkins is walking up and down the street, listening to this podcast <laughs> in his earbuds, and he's asking the question, "What now?" Then, if you're saying that um, that whether the story is true or not, uh, it's being weaponized to cause division with me and and cause me to have some sort of extreme reaction, um, then yes. I shouldn't have that extreme reaction. Yes. So then. Uh, and then you have on other entities saying, well, what you want, what you want to do in this situation now that you're under threat as a black man is to cling uh, to government help. Uh, yes. Neither one of these things makes sense to me. My name is Marcus Jenkins. What do I do? So this is what's going to happen. For, but you, you, Before you, you get to any information, there's a scripture in the Bible and we got Bible real early that says it's easier to rule a nation than it is to rule your own soul. And I would say before you approach any information, which is why I can approach these articles because- Taking the words out my mouth. You have to be sober, right? You you have to be sober-minded. So to Mr. Jenkins, right, using (laughs) using your example, I think that most of these officials understand that people are not sober. You know, and I I don't mean sober in terms of alcoholism yeah. for those listening. I'm talking in terms of soundness of mind. Um, people are very reactionary. Um, they don't respond. They react. Um, and people don't think things through because the, the, the moment you sit down and just ponder something, like even the scripture says meditate on these things. Don't react impulsively based on scripture. Like the Bible tells you don't do that. Like, and that's what we do. We react. We get reactionary. So when it comes to these things, you sit down and you ponder. And so with, with this cat, Botham John, you know, whether the, the story is true or not, um, the concept of it is true. And that's the, for me, that's the problem. The actual concept that a police, because like, I mean, right now, cops could bust up in here right now and, well, and, and start blasting so- and we would be smoked, right? Whether we and were, they would find every little yo, thing exactly, in your past yo, or my past. Let me, when none of us are criminals, me, but if there's even a something, then on the day of our funerals, they will be releasing that so, to the press, so, like they did with both of John. So let, let let me. I'm sorry, Jay. I know you were in the middle of, and I'm, I'm talking a lot. Um, I just want to say two things in regard to that. Mm-hmm. Um, one is we are in an election cycle right now, right? And we know that the 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 way in which that the, the the United States pop culture works, the Republicans are for law and order, and the Democrats are for uh, um, poli- police reform. Right. Right. So, for this article and articles like this to come out at this point in time and get, it, it, I mean, it's perfect. It's perfect to be an anti-trump article it's perfect to help push as a tool to use to to use to 
push votes going into an election cycle to to have a red wave or blue wave or whatever color wave I get the colors mixed up to continue to take place once these elections had once these elections take place it'll be something else mm-hmm. all right so that's the first thing that I would say and then the second in, in regard to why this particular article in this particular narrative is being pushed right at this particular time i mean in this country it's all about dollars and votes that's it these are the transactions right if you don't got dollars you do got a vote as a poor person you can have a vote right so that's the that's the first thing um that i that i would say and then and then the second thing the second thing that i would um i forgot the second thing it'll come back to you well i mean no i i agree with you in that aspect in in terms of the actual Oh, 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 I'm sorry. And the second thing, this idea (laughs) of the the, the second thing is this idea of the police just coming into your place or whatever. Let me and then just just offer you, man, you first of all, police operate in different states and different localities. So if somebody has listened to this podcast and we're in we're in one area, right? Like we're in Maryland, the police in Maryland operate in a different way than the police in in Portland or the police right, in right, Washington. Right. So so you know your mileage may vary. However, let me say this: in the state of Maryland, the stand, stand your ground law in, in, in Maryland is all messed up, and it don't have it, it, it's just it's just messed up. Period. It's against it is leveraged against you, the law-abiding citizen, in all aspects, not just the police, also the criminals. If anybody comes into your place and if you kill them. You can be tried for excessive force, even if you were protecting your life. Well, even mean, if, and it doesn't have to be a police officer. You're more than like it's more than likely to be a criminal to come into your house and try to steal your TV or try to take your life, right? That is that is that is more likely to happen than a police officer not absolving the police. I'm just saying that you, as a law-abiding citizen, law-abiding citizen, are in a bad state. No matter who's coming into your place, mm-hmm. okay, and that is passed by the the Annapolis legislature. Le- legislature. So the, the the state of Maryland has the the most strictest gun laws. It is it it, it is it is so it is it is um it is a uh, uh, so quote unquote progressive, but you don't realize that. And I say you in general, not you specifically. You don't realize how messed up the system is until you get caught up in the system. Then you realize, like, man, this thing is really not for me. Mm. Yeah. I mean, we have to. And those are the people that they they want us to go and vote for them. We have to. You know, I think. And this is what it is. Because Maryland's a Democratic state is my point. Well, we have a Republican governor. so you know. Yeah, but it's a Democratic populist, though. Not really, not really. I mean, in in, the in two oh, or well, three well, counties, yes, that respectfully, respectfully, and, but that, and in but, Baltimore. But there is there there is a lot of uh, a lot of democratic uh, law that has been passed in Maryland because of uh, the populations of Baltimore, Prince George's County, so on and so forth. Yeah. I mean, I, I think at, at the end of the day, people need to be cognizant of the concept of Botham John, not the actual shooting. I mean, even though it's terrible for him and his family or whomever, but the actual concept of it, I think people need to be cognizant of it. This is the kind of things that have been going on for decades. I've been pulled over and had my car searched. Like when I first came down here from New York, had New York tags driving around. Like the first car that I ever owned, I got in New York. 
I'm driving around New York tags. Got pulled over. Me, matter of fact, my uh, Ian R was in the car with me. We all was out on the curb, laid out, and cops searching my car because we had out of state tags. So the the concept of Botham John is what I'm concerned about. Not necessarily the killing, because not to sound very callous, but black folks been getting killed by the police for hundreds of years. You know what I mean? And we're going to continue. I mean, that's reality in America. People don't want to seem like it's reality. That's reality. But the concept that people are not, that the people are missing that is law enforcement with or without warrants, with or without any legal right can search, seize, detain, do whatever. I passed a freaking um, border patrol barricade on Highway 10 in California last week yeah. where they was just stopping people. Hey, are you a citizen? Now, we like 300 miles inland. We ain't on the border. Mm. We was like 300 miles inland in the United States. They, it was a whole barricade set up mm. stopping every car. We had to pull over. He's so you like, saw it with your own eyes. Yeah, I'm so like, yeah. what? So like, I was just telling my wife on the way back, and you know, I, I we, we on the podcast. It's all good. I, like Up to this past week, Literally, just this past week, when people used to throw out the term people of color, I used to just brush that joint off. I'm like, man, miss me with that people of color. It's crap. That ain't. This black people. We got the issues. I was like, yo, Mexicans be going through out there. Like, could you imagine? Like, that's just a regular highway. But could you imagine, like, the predominantly Mexican neighborhoods? They probably go in them joints all the time and hassle those people. So I just say all that to say, for people listening, like the concept of Botham John is, let's just keep it 100. She lives in the building. He lives in the building. She she might have known he was either smoking weed, selling weed, doing something with weed, and couldn't do something about it. That's what I think. This is just me personally. I'm on my soapbox. It's my show. Whatever, right? And couldn't do nothing about it. Let me go in his crib and smoke him. And she had the ability to do so knowing they only put a warrant out for manslaughter. What's that, like three to five years? And you plea that down? Like, that's, like that is the concept. That's the, that, for me, is the bigger issue than the, I don't, like I said, I don't want to sound callous and act like this man's life is meaningless. But the concept, you know, for people of color who don't realize law enforcement are, have certain entitlements that people are just like letting zip over their heads. They can stop you. They can seize you. And it's it it's always seemed like it's been a black people problem. It's a problem for everybody. You know the, the that we're on a borderline police state. Borderline. Not not that we're in a police state, but this is borderline. Hold on one second. So I just wanted to make that like get that crystal clear to people. Like if you on the southwest border. And you happen to, you know, look Mexican or, you know what I'm saying, look, you know, Chicano, Taino, any 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 of that ilk, that's a problem for you. Like law enforcement, whether it's the the border patrol, because that's another discussion. Federal law enforcement, it's a whole nother beast. It ain't like local law enforcement. Federal law enforcement are not subject to state level laws. They can do things that, you know, the regular sheriffs and those people can't do. They could take you and bury you in some cage that we see on the news. Like people like people are like surprised by that kind. That's what federal law enforcement can do. So I'm just throwing all that out to say people need to be mindful of the concept of Botham John that law enforcement can and will continue to encroach upon, you know, I, I you know, 
your civil liberties, your your freedoms, whatever, whatever. I just wanted to kind of put that out there, you know. Not that I'm trying to use the term civil liberties because I'm not an yeah. ACLU guy. Yeah, man, but you sounding like Don Crow right now, <laughs> looking like him too on the microphone. So anyway, I just wanted to kind of put that out there because that's the more concerning concept for me that this officer went into this gentleman's crib and smoked him. And at the end of the day, even if it's a hundred percent true, right? Let's just be totally hat glass half full. It's a hundred percent true. They only try and charge it with manslaughter. Like that's the that's the problem. Well, so um, we need the Lord. Uh, we don't live in a a, a, a a quote unquote free society. Now we live in a free ish society, <laughs> but we don't live in a in a truly uh, free society that has to do with uh, nationalism, that has to do with borders, so on and so forth. And there's a reason for that. Uh, there's reason for that. Um, but we um, we we really do um, need the Lord and to answer for Michael Jenkins or whatever uh, it is, man. Is it? Is to Marcus Jenkins? Marcus Jenkins is to um, is to well. One, I have to say this: the Lord is going to have to be dealing with you. Oh, like yeah. the Lord is the first; He's the one that calls us. So I can say you could do this, you could do that, you could third, you could do the third. And if the Lord's not dealing with you, it's going you're just going to fly right over your head. Presuming that the Lord is dealing with you. Um, I, I would suggest to pray and to seek the Lord to to try to hear his voice, his voice. His, now, sometimes his voice comes through other people. Um, sometimes, a lot of times, his voice can speak to you directly. Uh, but all the time, his voice is documented in the Holy Scripture. And um, you can uh, read the Scripture and really try to understand who you are in the context of the Lord. Understand that you're a son of the Most High Yah. Uh, and then to be able to, and, and then look to look to find out. Well, what does he require of you? And then, honestly, that's it. So grab that, hold to that wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that yeah. he gives, and that's within the scripture as a filter for everything yeah. that comes oh, yeah, your yeah. way. Yes, yes. Because ultimately, as a man, I'm speaking to the man Marcus Jenkins. As a man, um, you're made <laughs> in the image of the Lord. Yeah. Um, you again, you are you you are you are God's property, uh, and your responsibility is to. Um, your you, well, the Lord, you, your spouse, and your children. All right. All right. Yeah. So we're we're back. Um. And yeah, man. That's why it's so important that we we keep our focus on the Lord, man. Despite all the things that are going on out here in these streets. Uh, it's rough out here. You know, something else that was going on out here in these streets um, was your president, uh, Mr. Mr. Barack Obama. Um, he had a speech this past week. Um, and, you know, a couple things happened in that speech. Um, of course, you know, Obama is stumping for the midterms. You know, it's midterm season. Yeah. It's like Elmer Fudd, you know, he's hunting wabbits. It's, you know, it's wabbit hunting season and he's out here stumping for Democrats. I get it. He's he's doing what he's supposed to do. You know, he's well, it's the, a critical time. Yeah, it's I critical mean, time especially for with what our executive branch looks like and the <laughs> amount of and what the legislative branch oh, could boy. look like if Democrats don't come out and vote. Yeah, so but there there were a couple of things that, that happened in this speech that were said in this speech that was different. One of the things that I had noted um, about Obama, which is one of the things I actually appreciated about him um, throughout his presidency, despite some of the things I may have disagreed with him. I appreciated his tact, you know, when when, when he spoke. He was very tactful when he spoke. Oh, yeah. 
Um, but this recent speech was a departure from some of that tact. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for those of you who haven't, you know, who have not seen it, I would encourage you to go on YouTube or any other news outlet. Um, you can go and, and watch the speech firsthand. Um, he called out Trump by name. Now, he had done that up to this point. You know, he had that speech in South Africa earlier this year mm-hmm. where he kind of hinted at some things, but he didn't actually call out Trump by name. Um, this So this last speech, he actually called out Donald Trump by name. Now, he said Trump is not the the sickness. He's a symptom, you know, and all that sort of thing. But he actually called out, he called him out by name, um, which is something you don't see presidents doing in terms of calling out their direct successor. Yeah. Um, so I thought that that was interesting. I don't think it was very wise. And he wise. hadn't done it up until and this he had point. It, and right. I give him credit for the tact he's shown so far because I don't. Most people cannot do that. True. I would have honestly. I would have much more appreciated if he'd have done this when he was in office. Some of the things he was doing and saying about him when he was in office, maybe he would have lost some of the tact then. But it's neither here nor there. He's stumping for Democrats, and and I get it. Um, so calling out his successor while his successor is still in office, um, I'm not sure how wise that was, um, despite the fact that you may want Democrats to win and et cetera, et cetera. Calling out your successor, I'm not just I'm just not sure how how wise that was. Now you can disagree with him, but just calling him out like that, you know, how how wise is that? In terms of the stability of the way this nation looks to the world, right? When other world leaders are looking at this nation, um, regardless of what we think about it, America is still a superpower in the nation. But when you see the most recent leader of the nation and the current leader of the nation squabbling, it's kind of, you know. Then, you know, the the second thing that uh, Mr. Obama said, um, which was, you know, also very interesting. He made a couple of statements, a couple of charged statements, I would say, um, how we don't need a savior, we don't need a messiah, we just need good people um, to go out and vote. And then he said, like, go out and work for the government, like, go out and work in government. Um, that sounds very humanistic. Now, yeah, we, yeah. now we all he know... Basically, I mean, even though Obama is a Christian, there are a lot of people who declare that they're Christians who are essentially humanists. Well, so, you know, going to a church sometimes, is a, in fact, for a lot of people is a cultural experience. But in terms of, yeah, but in okay. terms, and I'm not saying he doesn't believe in there's a, high, a higher power, but uh, practically the way that you live your life will show uh, whether you're a humanist or not. And, and Obama is definitely a humanist. So I'm going to say this before, <laughs> bears repeating, I am not a Christian. I'm not a Christian. The Bible is true. Christianity is false. It's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm I'll let you argue with the people I, online. I'm a son. <laughs> that's funny because you know I'm not on social media. I'm a son of the Most High Yah. Uh, so um, Yah being short for Yahweh. That is the correct. Oh, not High Yah like Kung Fu High Yah. No. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the Tetragrammaton anyway, is the way that I you just, refer I, to the I, to the Creator. Yes. So I I, I, I just, the Most High. Yes. So I I, I say that I say that. Um, as a precursor to what uh, what I'm about to say, uh, I don't care if that guy uh, is labeled a Christian, you know, or whatever. Everybody's a Christian. Amadi and I used to say that like ten years ago. Everybody's a Christian, right? Yeah, everybody claims to be a Christian. Everybody claims to be a Christian. Everybody's a everybody's good in their own eyes, right? Everybody's so, a Christian till it's time to actually be a Christian. Exactly. Everybody axes come out. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so, and so, Obama, pre- President, mm. former President Obama, Barack Obama. Um, He's a Marxist, right? 
And Oof. I'm, um, All right, I got to make sure I scrub this up. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, he's a Marxist, you know. Um, you can ask him. I mean, you know, I think I, you, it, you would put a lot of progressives in that category. That is absolutely correct. Because yeah, yeah, progress, yeah. pro, the progressive ideology comes from Marxism. It's a good absolutely. Thing he's not in office right so, now. We straight. We yeah. <laughs> so, 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 what, what, for, for him to say, for him to say, um, uh, we don't need a messiah. We don't need a messiah. We don't need a savior. Cause that's what he said. He said, we don't need a messiah twice. And then a savior the, the after the, the, the third same, time. The yeah. third time. If I remember correctly, because I watched it a few times, he was like, we just need good, hardworking people. Basically, what you just said, to come out vote, work for the government, so on and so forth. The, he is saying in a very straight, no chaser way that oh, the man. government should be your God. That's what he's saying. He's slipping it in. It, yeah, yes. He's slipping it in. And your God, not his God. He has a God. He And it's not the God of the Bible, Right. He is not the is it's not it's not the God of the Bible. No, I, that's I just, a, that's I just another warn, conversation. But I do but, I do want to warn you that you're starting to sound like a lot of the people who uh, opposed Obama when he was in office. Nah. And I'm wondering if there are people who did vote for Obama who are now starting to, to have the benefit of vantage now that a couple of years have passed well, I, and are starting to say some of the same things that Obama's opposers were saying. So. Um, to, just, just to be clear, just because I'm criticizing him doesn't necessarily mean that I'm pro somebody else, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. I'm criticizing, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm critiquing what it is that is in front of me. Okay, so yeah. everything that was in the past is the past. The man that that's a straw man argument. The man said we don't need a messiah. Okay. Yeah. So for him to say that in this country. In this country, in 2018, into yeah, in 2018, saying that like that's about as far as one can go in office right now, uh, just because of the nature of how our country is constructed, right? You can't just go out and burn Bibles yet. Not yet. I mean, you can. You can't burn a flag, but you could burn a Bible. <laughs> you can do that, right. but it's not. It, it it's not something that's being forced by the government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yet, right? There are things in which that are we have an opt-in society because we have a very litigious society. It's very opt-in because if you could get people to opt-in, then they can't claim that you forced them to do something. So, 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 so. Anyway, the for him to for him. Andrew to, Obama would not have made that statement in two thousand and eight, two thousand twelve. No, exactly. no, no, absolutely not, absolutely not. But for him to say something like that, I mean, he's telling you. He's t- he that is directly opposed. That is directly opposed to the 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 message of the of the scripture that predates this country. And this and this man also in that statement, prior to that statement, he said that the key to solving a the problem of a government being ruled by a few is if the many uh the many good hardworking people rise up and get in the office. And then he says that's the key. That has to be the key. So how does it go from that is the key to that has to be the key? I was listening to that and I and I was saying to myself, I'm like, give me an example. Give me an example of the of a of a government that is not ruled by the few in the, for the interests uh, of the ultimate interests of the few. Give me an example. I'm still waiting. He has no example. The closest examples you have is the French 
revolution. And they were extremely occultic. We get many of our uh, occult, many of the DNA of the occult from the United States. We get it from France. Well, all, okay? all you're saying, so, though, is that the American experiment is an ongoing experiment. So, yes, there was, uh, you know, an idea that in the beginning of this country uh, that there would be, yes, that there would be a country that would be in favor of the people. No. Um, or not in favor not of the I'm people, saying. but be run by a democracy that's is supposed to be run. A democracy is supposed to be run by the people. That's not what I'm saying. The fact that somebody still has this ideal, which he obviously still has, doesn't mean that we're at that. We've reached that ideal. He doesn't have the ideal. He's lying. He's saying that to give votes. It goes well for a particular for a particular. But for, for this speech, sometimes. But you're believing some things that he says in the speech, and you're saying he's lying in other parts. Which is is he lying in the speech or is he telling the truth? No, from from what you from what. The the idea of him saying it has to be the key of people like being the answer to a government ruled by few. Show me, show me, show me where it hasn't been successful in human so history. So then, how can you say that it's but the that, key? No, but you don't know. He has to say that because yeah. we are we're, we're, we're a democratic republic. That's the goal. Yes, and, but see the the so the, a democratic republic in, is not a democracy. I know they he. Most politicians, Which is what Eva just said. well, most politicians say that we're a democracy, but if you notice the way that we're run, it's a democratic yes. republic. And, and so, what he has to do is like not just him, people of his ilk, the because the the people, quote I'm, I'm putting people in air quotes, run the nation. The people have to be subverted and taken out. Like if it's a monarchy, you take out the king. Yes, you've effectively taken out the government. Yes, but when you have a Government that's quote unquote ruled by the people, the people have to be subverted. So yes. you have to come and subvert the people because, in essence, they're the ones that vote and they're the ones yes. that, you know, put you in office. So, I, like I said, I'm not knocking what he's doing. Like, he's doing what he's supposed to do for his for his constituency. But, he's doing what he's supposed to do. I'm just the 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 point is to make sure that for you know for everybody listening that you see what we see you know uh, Voss put out a for, that, for people who don't know grow the heck up dope website um, Lavoisier um, head of grow the heck up he put out a periscope um, about a, I don't know two three weeks ago and he was talking about Black Lives Matter he was talking about Me Too talking about the MAGA Make America Great Again crew all of them. And he he made a particular distinction. He said, although all those different groups exist and they have their own agendas and et cetera, et cetera, and you can put any other group you can put up there. He said, there are Christians in all those groups. There are people who claim the most high in all of those groups, but yet and still they esteem those groups, the ideals of those groups, they esteem those higher than the ideals of the kingdom of God. And that... that is what is the most problematic. You know, for everyone who still capes for Obama, how can you then point the finger at all of the evangelical leaders who cape for Trump today? Right? That's that's the problem. Like Obama is what he is. He is what he is. Okay. He is what he is. And that but it's it's not for me to try to change who he is. It's for me to see him for who he is and then let me pivot. You know, let me pivot now because I see who he is. Like, I didn't vote for Obama because he was some great Christian leader. I understood who he was. He was a politician He's in a 2008. Politician. He's a politician now, right? So for any evangelical leader who's caping for Trump, we can't then say, 
oh, but what these what are these believers doing out here caping for Trump? Who's this, that, and the th-? no? Trump is who he is. The same way Obama is who he is. We just have to see them for who they are and pivot. This is where delete. Uh, believers have been deceived throughout history by leaders. We were deceived in the Roman Empire. We were deceived. And again, I go back to my belief predates all these structures. Right. And so when leaders came in and believers were deceived, bad things happened. So the issue ain't with the leader. If they're unrighteous, they're unrighteous. Our issue is let us not be deceived by unrighteous leaders and by un, by un, unrighteous agendas we have to see them for what they are and so with that being said um we just wanted to pivot really quick and talk about something else that in the in the realm of nonsensical christendom i don't know if that's a you know that's an an official term well i'm sorry because we have to you know i think that before we do that transition you know i think there were a lot of times a few seconds ago you were saying he is who he is and so Uh ultimately would you say what he is is a politician who has specific interests that not everyone knows about. And the same could be said about Trump. Yes, I would say that he, like I I mentioned all those groups, he's like most human beings who have not fully submitted to the agenda of the Most High, which is they esteem the ideals and values of their particular group above that of the kingdom of God. That's what I would say. And, okay. and that's something you see historically. You see it scripturally. Listen, when the disciples were walking with the Messiah, what did they say? They said, yo, when are you bringing the kingdom back to Israel? He's like, I'm not here for that. Right. So he immediately identified they're here to exalt their ideals of their ethnic group above what he's doing. He says, I'm here to, to bring the kingdom to the earth. And you're asking me, am I bringing the kingdom back to Israel? So he Meaning the power back yeah, to Israel. Yeah, the power, the exactly, because they wanted earthly power, which is what all these people want. They want earthly power. So it's, 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 an, it's an unrighteous, unredeemed desire that human beings have had since the beginning of time. And it's not for me to try to fault Obama or Trump or any of these guys for doing that. That's who they are. It's for me to be able to have eyes to see you know, that's why the, the Lord would say, you see, but you don't see. We have to be able to see and be like, all right, I see that now. Let me pivot, right? Because if I am a son of the most high, right, I'm not even going to use that terminology. Like, it wasn't that open because people could rationalize it. Oh, you know what he meant? He was saying, you know, no, what he meant was what he meant. I need to see that and then pivot. And that's that's my whole point. Many times believers don't see and pivot. No, we they don't need a side joint. Yeah, because mm. people could rationalize it. Oh, you know, he was saying somebody Absolutely. to save the country. That's what he meant. It's well, like that's yeah, what's happening. Yeah, you could rationalize the joint, but that's not. He said what he said with so, a specific ultimately, intent. Ultimately, it sounds like you're saying those of us who believe in the the, the creator um, of you know that's referenced in the Bible. Right. Should determine for ourselves what our standards are. Absolutely. And no matter what in, and in all the cases that we just spoke about throughout the course of this podcast episode, no matter what comes our way, no matter what we become aware of, it should always be filtered through our ideological perspective, which is based on what the scripture teaches. And we should respond accordingly 
instead of either being rocked by something because somebody has propagandized a particular situation in order to cause a reaction or in order to uh, justify what somebody said that's absolutely and positively wrong. The idea is, who are you? No, exactly. And this is why, you know, we just kind of wanted to segue in because something else that kind of came out this past week that in my eyes was a little nonsensical. I understand they're, you know, you know, they they may have had a sincerity in what they were doing. Um, what is this this week in the news? It no, we're not like even it. there yet. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> but this is a perfect segue into that too. I think um, it was the the statement on social justice and the gospel that that came out. Um, you could just go to statementonsocialjustice.com. dot com. Yo. You know, I liken this to that Tennessee statement that came out about a year ago. Again, it was about, you know, all of the, you know, heavy hitters from the, the evangelical crowd. So John MacArthur and Vody Bachman and James White. Vody Bachman, who is black, by the way. Is it Bachman? Oh, yeah. I said Bachman. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about Michelle Bachman, that mm-hmm. politician. Oh, goodness. I know. I'm sorry about that. But no, Vody Bachman, um, James White. So, you know, all, all I mean, listen, they're, they're all on Waver and, the, you know, the, the different, you know, Christian, Christian radio, Christian radio outlets. I know. I'm, we're, we're in the D.C. area. If you turn on um, 105 something, something, that's Waver. Um, but again, these are all the people similar to the uh, Tennessee statement that were that came out last summer. What's the Tennessee statement? That was about, I believe, homosexual marriage. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. But the same thing was a bunch of people signed it, and we believe this, we believe that, we believe so on and so forth. And so, here we are again, um, with another statement. This statement's on social justice, and and the the gospel. And so, they make a you know a statement of a few paragraphs, and then they go down to their affirmations and their denials, and um, they they go into like they affirm the scriptures and the imago day and justice, biblical justice. Um, not justice that is swayed by any cultural standards. Um, there, there's about, I don't know, 10 or 12. God's law, sin. Let me see here. Hold on. I'm, I'm scrolling through all of them. Gospel, salvation. Boy, the church, heresy. Because a lot of people are saying if you deny social justice, you're a heretic. Now, that's one of the new things that I've been seeing floating around social media. Um sexuality and marriage of course the church crowd can't get away from that um complementarianism um talking about how the man and the woman complement one another biologically um if you didn't want to know it's a ten dollar word for you um race and ethnicity um let me see what was the last one? Oh, it's the last couple here culture racism and yada and yada and yada so this is basically a response to what's really going on which is that the wool has been taken from over people's eyes about the um, ways in which the church has been uh, in general has been um, lacking in terms of social justice issues or understanding the way that scripture points to uh, some of the social justice problems that we've been having in this country and this seems to be a pushback against the idea that the church has failed in that area yeah i mean I don't think it's an idea. I mean, I think it's a reality. Well, they that, would say yeah. it's an, you know, yeah. this oh, is they a notion. Would say, okay, yeah. okay. They would They're say. basically saying there's a notion out there going on and, and we've been actually losing ground because of that notion that what school was happening and has been happening for the past few centuries is the church has not been biblical in its response to the system of white supremacy that's created a lot of the social justice issues in this country. We want to come back and tell you that that perspective is wrong. 
Got you. I mean, listen, you know, this is what we were talking about in, in uh, pre-pro. I, I can appreciate this. I, I actually appreciate when the body of Christ actually draws lines in the sand. I think we don't do that enough. You know, I think that many times, you know, there's a couple of scriptures that come to mind where in Proverbs it says, don't remove ancient boundary stones set by your forefathers, right? Those are lines of demarcation, right? We don't do this. We do this, right? You go, it's like, you know, you go to your parents' house, no, no, no matter how old you are, right? And they'd be like, hey, look, in this house, we don't do, I don't care. You go back to your house and do that, right? Those are lines of demarcation. So I, I think that the, the, the body of Christ doesn't do that enough. So I can actually appreciate them saying, okay, you know what? We're drawing a line of demarcation here. But the problem is the line of demarcation is still culturally driven. You're just right? saying if you're going to do it, go all the way. Stop playing with it. Stop playing with it. Exactly. That's it's still only, I'm only going to draw the line in areas where I'm comfortable drawing the line. I'm not going to draw the line across everywhere. There's a... I don't know if anybody knows who a uh, gentleman by the name of Neely Fuller is, Dr. Neely Fuller, N E. Oh, you mean uh, the, the, the the one who who the one who had it as his as his protege, um, Francis Cress Welsing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. dude was deep. Yeah, and one of the things he 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 was talking about. Um, he has like a, what is it? A nine point plan, ten point plan, mm-hmm. um, in order to uh, for the. In order to tackle white supremacy, that's that that's his thing. Um, it's actually it's pretty good. It's actually very good. I just um, know that that's your favorite topic. That's what like, white supremacy? Yeah, uh, nah, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> uh, that's a whole other conversation that it, it's just it's not. I, I don't nah, really nah, nah, want to get into um, on this podcast right now. But um, anyway, one of the one of the aspects. I and no, I do not think white supremacy is the end all be all. Uh, adversary of in local. this world. I just want to. I'm just putting that out there right now. So that's not what I'm on. Ne- never. I was before, but I'm not on that anymore. I've I've I've, I've learned some different things. But anyway, um, in regard to uh, one of the statements that Dr. Neil Fuller was uh, has said, he he said, um, you know, the whole thing about um, uh, uh, black people being viewed as intellectually inferior. This goes back to the bell curve and uh, it was a whole thing William Shockley a lot of people don't know about this I mean a lot of people know but I don't think it's gotten buried throughout the years you know and then it it, kind of arose again in the 90s with this book called the bell curve but anyway uh, this guy named uh, William Shockley was a scientist and um, he was big on um, the idea of uh, cranial capacity Cranial compa- cranial capacity being a being an indicator of uh, potential of intelligence, mm-hmm. and um, so you know at, individuals are and um, you can't really compare individuals, but it's like uh, on the level of groups though um, that uh, people of African descent, direct African descent, uh, blacks were uh, overall uh, less intelligent. So. You know, he was kind of like pushing that whole thing, and Neely Fuller was talking, and he was like, he was he he was having a conversation with like this white lady, and he was talking about this whole thing and how there's like this big pushback of black people trying to prove their intelligence, and saying no 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 we're not as dumb, we're just as smart, we're more intelligent, so on and so forth, boom 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 boom, and what Neely Fuller was saying was like, well, he was like, look, 
this is circular conversation because he was like, what you, you've been talking about this for years about like how, how black people are less intelligent. Then you have other people that come up and say, no, we're not, we're just as intelligent, so on and so forth. And he was just saying like, well, you know, if you truly believe we're less intelligent, um, you wouldn't be so threatened. Well, just get on with it. Yeah. Like stop stop it with this whole Yeah. Like, why why are you trying to prove are, something that's a foregone Well, conclusion? no, he was like get on with it so I can pre- prepare myself. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, black people are, are always trying to or always trying to and and this this with with this whole statement thing. Um and I'm just using black people as an example. Black people are always trying to like prove themselves, no, we want to be accepted. Yeah. We want to be included. We want to be this and that and the, and the third. You'll never be included. You did I say it loud enough on the podcast? <laughs> You'll never be included. <laughs> Stop worrying about it. If you see opposition, prepare yourself. Stop trying to always be liked. If people think that you're stupid, then accept the fact that people think that you're stupid and prepare yourself for the possibility of what people would do thinking that you're stupid as opposed to constantly trying to argue with them that you're not. Which is what he was getting into. He he got into he was getting into a whole bunch of more stuff. But sometimes when, it's a point of strength, by the way, when people think you're stupid. Oh, absolutely. That gets into the spook who sat by the door and all of that. But that's a whole nother level of conversation that people just are just they can't have it because the they're so up. stuck on the race conversation. So so the, to this whole uh, uh, statement on social justice thing or what you're saying, Amadi, is that these people are talking about we're non-cultural and we hold the Bible as as fundamentally true. Well, if it does, then get rid of your 501c3 nonprofit status. If that's what you really think, if that's what you really think, then 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 stop it with the clergy laity divide and stop funding the seminaries and stop stop having your partnership with the government so that the government can control what it is that you can and cannot say and, and basic do. stuff like and observe like rest on the seventh rest, day rest and on the stop idol stop idolatry uh, your idolatry and stop you know uh, modalism and other forms of thinking there's more than one god you know there's we can go all the way Absolutely. all the way there Absolutely. if we really well, believe in this that was my point that was my point. Like, get on with it. Go all the way. It's easy Stop for playing. us to draw, draw the lines in yeah. areas which we feel comfortable, right? Yes. Most middle class, upper middle class white people are, are uncomfortable talking about race stuff. They're uncomfortable. They're comfortable talking to me too because white women are in their families. They're uncomfortable talking about race. So I can draw a line on race and say, oh, you know what? We need to just focus on the Bible and the gospel. Come on, chill out. Chill out, people. But in actuality, if that's the case, why are you, why are you speaking English? Why are you wearing a three-piece suit? Because you have a cultural context. Like the Bible does not shy away from cultural differences. First Peter 2 says that we are different ethnicities. We are called from every tribe and tongue, right? So I think this fear to want to actually view the, doc, you know, the, the wide variety that is, you know, in, in an expression of the full body of Christ is really governed by the spirit of fear. Like there's no need to draw a line there. You have to make the, what you just said sounds a lot like globalism. You have to make the distinction because you, because to say what you just said, first Peter chapter two sounds a lot like Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, we all need to come together, no matter what your ethnicity, no matter what your who you want to love. You see how they always wedge yeah, that I mean, in there. But it, want, it, it might sound like Barack yeah. Obama, but the motivation is different. And I agree, it is. But you have to make that distinction for the the listener, because I know I got caught up. I could not make that distinction. Okay. Mm-hmm. We uh, and that's why we get taken out of these quote unquote churches, or we nullify. Well, that's why I was saying them drawing a line was a good thing. Like drawing yeah. the line is not the bad thing. Because them saying, you know, you know what, we're gonna draw a line here. The issue is where we draw the lines. We draw the lines in these random places. Like if you're bringing up social justice and the gospel, what's the need to rehash? the homosexual marriage issue. Like, we, you already did that a year ago. You had the Tennessee statement a year ago. You see what I'm saying? Like, we draw lines where it's... Com- like, I'm surprised they ain't draw a line about abortion in there. Let's just, yeah. let's just keep it 100. I'm surprised abortion wasn't one of those topics because those are areas that the the Christian crowd are comfortable drawing lines. I mean, I lines. can hear you saying you that. that. Saying? That's when I was listening to the little Ke- Brett Kavanaugh and with Kamala I think he's Harris. one of the guys who's... Uh, oh, no, no, no. That's the... I'm thinking about... The yeah. the uh Senate the, the Senate hearing. That's right? him. Yeah, Kavanaugh. Yeah, well yeah, yeah, Kavanaugh, uh, the Supreme Court justice dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh and and like what Kamala Harris was interrogating him and you know, you just let them talk. Or even Barack Obama. You know, you just turn them on, give them thirty seconds, you know exactly what they about to say. Mm-hmm. You know, oh well people who wanna love who they wanna love or a woman's uh, uh, what, right what to is choose. it? No, no, women's health. When okay. all it ever is, yeah, the woman's right to choose is is about abortion. Mm-hmm. And I know about women's health and abortion, right? And all when they say women's health, it's not, it's not about are you going to get tuberculosis or or you know, oh, it's your it's, you're on your cycle. It's the time of the month. Here you go, and here put put one of these little no. uh wet paper towel, wet towels on your forehead. It is here's a thermometer. It's, that's what they try to make it seem like women's health, you know? Mm-hmm. Of course, you, that's why Planned Parenthood is in the hood. Well, and yes, most of the affluent funny. neighborhoods Planned, have... Uh, Planned, uh, Planned I mean, let's just keep it. Let's just keep it one. You know, Planned Parenthood are in the low, e- e- the lower economic neighborhoods well, and in the more affluent areas, you got fertility clinics. Well, well, I mean, you well, know... Yeah, well, women's rights. Women's, well, what are women's rights outside of abortion? What are women's rights outside of abortion? Good question. I thought you were about to tell us. No, man. this is it. You. it <laughs> you're, you're saying these are false. Yeah, you're saying that these are false uh, categorizations. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Again, these are these are where we draw those lines. You know, and then that gets into whoa, the gender wage gap. Okay, you know what? There is a gender wage gap. Yeah. Eva, vote for people to pay me as much as they pay other black women because a brother's hurting. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I need some more money because I could tell you right now I make less than people who do the things in which that I that I do. I I, I know these things. Yeah, when you they was talking saying? about the gender wage gap, they weren't thinking about me. Yeah, and, and, I mean, it, it, it's just it, look. She about to go take, get paid more than both of us combined. You take these coming examples, up. right? Yeah, you know uh-huh. what I'm saying. You take that's why she quiet. You take these examples. <laughs> And, and, and there's these false narratives that if you if you challenge them, you sound like an idiot, right? Well, are you not for for women to have rights? They're human beings. First of all, let me just say this: rights are not uh, rights are not uh, delineated by gender or sexual anal- uh, uh, sexual um, anatomy. That's why they're called rights. Mm-hmm. It's a right. It's a human right. So right as an entity <laughs> with neither male nor female, it's a right. 
it's a right anyway. And I'm, now here's now the other I'm, thing: like like most of the other things that we chop up about, you know, Christian stuff, they they're you know we we talked about this a little bit with BLM. When Sorry, we, when you we, feel when like we're beating up on you. Oh no no no! I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm, you guys I'm, forgot that I'm an educator, so no, I, I won't be getting paid more than you guys. <laughs> oh, However, hello. you know I love what I do, so that's what's no, important. No, you know, okay. It'll um, be other streams of income that it's will. The, you know, it's the, the other though. things that they try to slip in, like you know, okay, Uh-oh. you make a stance on sin, okay, I got you, and heresy, okay, I'm with you, but then you throw in things like culture, and it's like diversity, it's like okay, complement complementarianism, it's like uh, okay, why do I need to draw a line about the fact that men and women complement? Like these are arbitrary lines. I don't think that need to be drawn right mm-hmm. now. Like, yeah. you know, let's let's draw lines. So the about sticky the f- issues, yeah. So the sticky issues have been avoided. Of course, which is what we are good at. Yeah, complementary you know, complementaryism. <laughs> yeah, it's just their way of saying that. Look, we believe in gender roles. Yeah. that a woman should ideally take care of the household and the man should ideally be on the front line protecting the house that's what they're trying to say that is complimentary it's not an inferiority superiority exactly Exactly. but that's what they're trying to say but they're saying it they say it that way because they know that it won't go over well even in those groups (laughs) just because there's so many women there it will not go over well saying we think that a woman should be in the home even though they really do they they, you know they 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 those things are said they just just won't go over well so you come up with words like complementarianism. How you say complementarianism? Complementarianism. Come on, even don't flex the. So it's, you know, I don't it's, female mind of being able to treat, keep track of a whole bunch of stuff. Don't yeah, do know. that. Don't don't make so us anyway, look, look, look bad out here. If you guys want to look at it, it is it is the the statement on socialjustice.com. I mean, I think that they're also, which is what Christians are good at. And I've said this previously. When you have things like BLM, when you have things like what were you going to say about BLM? I think. Um, I mean, it, I, I've said I this before. It, it, it was just that this, you know, BLM, Me Too, any of these movements. Yeah. This is what happens when you leave serious matters up to children to deal with. And when I say children, I mean the immature. And I've said this before. You know, the church was complicit. In slavery, the church was complicit in the rise of Jim Crow and all these different things. So we cannot now throw our hands up like, "Yo, I'm only about the gospel now, bruh." What very, you about? very, very important. What point. What's up, my Willis? I'm, We're I'm, not I'm, looking. I'm only at here for the gospel. This current push toward uh, this current iteration of the social justice movement and questioning the church's role should not be yanked out of its context. Exactly. We live in a in a and we've been, as we mentioned, 399 a few minutes ago. We've been on this or in this continent i should say for almost 400 years and so longer than that but continue yeah and so why would the church um now or certain aspects of the church now say okay i want to i want to form a line of distinction when uh, all these centuries uh prior uh there's there's so much of an argument to be stacked against the way that the church has responded to issues of of what i would consider to be human rights no that's exactly it and once we abdicate our position of being the mouthpiece for the Lord, for the most high in the earth, these issues now fall to the immature to now handle. And we can't then scold the immature for or, handling it immaturely. Yeah. Right. It's like if I, or for shining the light. 
Well, not just shining the light, but the way they do it, because mm-hmm. they're not just shining the light. They're doing it in a you know in a bull in a china shop kind of a way, and that's what that's what children do. If I leave my house for four days and just leave them three up here, mm-hmm. they would destroy this place. He means mm-hmm. his three kids. My my, my three kids, all we, five feet and under, because we at my crib, right? I can't then come back and say you guys were acting like children. We are children. What else would you expect? Right. Your job is to be the adult. So the the body of Christ can't abdicate our responsibility for centuries, then come back and say, we all about the gospel. What, what, what are y'all doing? This, this is crazy. Come on, man. Miss me with all of that. Right? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You were complicit. Now you need to go ahead. This is why judgment comes to the house of God first. You were complicit in many of the things that are transpiring now that we're feeling the repercussions on, right? These people didn't start this stuff. This stuff didn't start in 2016 or 2015. This stuff started hundreds of years ago that other leaders were complicit in. Where were y'all at when Bob Jones wasn't letting black folks in because of interracial dating? Where were you? Like, these things have but been going on. the pushback is always, oh, that was a long time ago. You know, let's deal with today. And, of course, that's always the, you know, the, the easy, quote-unquote, easy way out. the easy way out. So, anyway, we're not here to, that's, actually not even my this week in the news that just kind of got me a little riled up because the statements again there's you some riled truth. up come on man <laughs> cool as the other side of the pillow. it's not like i'm talking about marxism but i do get a little riled up hey so. you know so we're not even gonna cut to a break we're just gonna keep it moving because christians is doing some stupid stuff out here man not that the statement is stupid. Don't some people gonna take that the wrong way? Certain aspects of the statement yeah, I don't you go agree backpedaling with. already. Huh? <laughs> well, so because you know, get, uh, y'all, get, y'all think it's he stupid. He didn't get one point two seconds into the statement, then he's you know, moonwalking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, brother, you you, you you should run for office. Hey, hey right. you don't know my name's in the hat. Okay. I got a five hundred one c three. I need to start up, man. Ew. I got to keep my friends in high places. I heard that. So speaking of of dumb things that Christians are doing, so here we are, folks. We at the tail end. We went a little long because we ain't had we haven't been here in a couple, in what almost a month. So this week in the news, this week in the news, I, yeah, I got to get like some little a little. That's what I was gonna say, and you, maybe you can come up with it between yeah. now and when you edit this. A yeah, it needs to sound really jolly and jesterish because it's this week in the news. So this week in the news. Like a cool this week in the news. No? Something like that. No? All right. All right. Look anyway. like you're on beatbox or something. Anyway, so this week in the news, y'all. Um, oh man, if 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 Chris is wasn't cutting up, you step away for like two three weeks and you come back and you're like, yo, because I ain't even mentioned that pastor who was punching them dudes in Uganda in the in the hotel. That was crazy. I see that. Yeah, it was, yo, it was, yeah. Yo. <laughs> I mean, I'm not on, you know. Oh, man. Anyway, so y'all know the Nike ad with Kaepernick that started uh, a couple weeks we ago, go. right? <laughs> so, here you know, swoosh, swoosh had an ad campaign. Widening Kennedy, that, um, the ad agency. Yeah, that, uh, you know, started with, they um, are using Kaepernick as the front man for the new Just Do It campaign for yeah. like 30 years of Just Do It. He need that check. Yeah, I mean, he's been signed to Nike the whole time, but they're now putting him back out on the forefront. But that's not back even what I want to talk about. Okay. So, out. of course, that got evangelicals up in arms because, you know, they, they love the flag more than the Bible, as Avery stated earlier. They'll burn a Bible before they burn a flag. And so here's 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 one of... Here's well, I one just of, mean citizens in general. Oh, nah, bro. We know what you mean. We know what you mean. There you go. So my man, Mac Morris, he's a pastor down in Alabama. 
Zach Morris? <laughs> nah, man, Mac, Mac <laughs> no. Morris. He is the pastor of the Woodbridge Baptist Church. So this cat, in his sermon um, last Sunday, um, he cut up some Nikes in the pulpit. He said in his sermon, he said, uh, the first pair of jogging shoes I wore were Nikes. Let me look at that beer belly on Mac. Nike. Make sure he was jogging for real. Okay. He says that uh, the first pair of uh, jogging shoes I bought were Nikes. Um, that was in the early 80s. I've been wearing Nike jogging shoes since 1980, says Morris. I've got news for you. I've bought my last pair of Nike shoes. The pastor also stated that he will no longer be wearing Nike shoes. He pulls out. Um, Did he state why? Come on, you know why. Come on. Now, Morris, uh, just, in case, just, just in case you don't know, he then continues in his sermon. This is his sermon. So it looks like the, the, it, it, what probably happened is that he ran out of material and this particular um, news cycle came just in time. Well, he's a Baptist, so this was his third of three points in a poem. Ooh, um, get him. Shots fired. Pew, pew. About to lose sponsors. But then he continues his sermon by saying, Colin Kaepernick just inked a contract with Nike. Nobody knows and nobody's telling how many millions of dollars it's going to simply because he does not want to stand when the national anthem is sung. Okay, and so, of course, as usual, the people who have issues with Kaepernick are ignoring what has been stated over and over and over again about what is being protested and why it's being protested in this way. This is a deliberate ignorance against the reason for the protest, what he's trying to raise awareness of, and it's just a focus, a laser focus on uh, not what the flag actually represents or what all the stanzas of the of the national anthem say, mm-hmm. but a laser focus on the fact that he's kneeling when these two items come up in oh, games. Oh, that ain't even the worst part. So then Mac... He is deliberately ignoring the reason that this man has well, protested. That, and that, that, you, I mean, that's... that's uh, I think it's... Uh, it, people... People deliberately ignore what no, they want to deliberately that, ignore. It's not that they deliberately because it's over it, and over it, stated. It's, it's not that they deliberately. Well, this is he was exalting his cultural ideals above the kingdom. Yeah, of God. like that's, that's, that's ultimately that's, what he's that's doing. That's what's happening. It's it's not it's not that they are trying to ignore. I mean, some people, yeah, sure, whatever. But it's not that they're trying to ignore what Kyla Kaepernick is doing. Is that you have to understand? Like they don't they don't have a double consciousness like you have a double consciousness. Okay, like these people, when they they don't know anything but the United States and that their their flag is their flag. And so if you're not if you're kneeling during the national anthem, like they don't they don't have they don't have a like, ah, well, you know, like, I don't care if we do this or not. I mean, my history is a little bit, you know, kind of janky with this country. They have the entire narrative that they came and they helped the Native Americans so just and the pilgrims. Reds. And the, they're just seeing red. Well, he well, also uh, took out it, a white wristband and a they're, red wristband and cut them up on the yeah, pulpit. They're, they're, they're offended. They're, they're offended. They're offended. They don't know Europe. They don't know any. Like, it's not. This is 
This is all that they know. And all and they so, know is that they're offended. They don't know anything except that they're offended. No, it's just, it's, well, okay, that's, that, that would be one thing. They're offended the, the, that somebody will sit on their own knee when, when, when their flag or their anthem comes up without asking a basic question, which is, why are you kneeling? Well, maybe, the, maybe they're not satisfied with the answer. Maybe Which they're mean, not satisfied with the answer. Maybe, maybe, maybe Colin Kaepernick could have done something different. Maybe, maybe he could have kneeled in front of a police station. Maybe he could have done something that was a little bit more focused on his actual opposition. Now, I'm not saying that I don't understand what the man is trying to do. I don't think he's a very intelligent person in general, right? So this is... he. I know what it's like to be emotional. It's like, you know what, these people, I don't even want to stand. And then it turned into all of this. So, you, so, so I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, in response to this, these people. Now, this pastor was a plant. You know, I'm all about, I don't trust the news. <laughs> but we know that people do feel, feel this way, right? So, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, to, to, to try to, try to understand the, pers- the the other perspective. Not saying that is right. I'm just saying that it will help because if you don't, then it's easier to get grifted by the stance that pretends that they care about the things in which that you care about. Yeah, and so you're recommending that those of us who are who oppose Mm. the opposition mm. <laughs> to kneeling mm. um understand that perspective so i i i i but the perspective is based not just in ignorance but in willful ignorance yeah i mean it just I mean, they gets can, to a they can disagree with kaepernick like that's fine yeah but the reason i'm even mentioning this yeah. joint is because as a man of god like as a servant of the most stuff. high you got to be above this yeah. like that's what's irritating then, you want to disagree with colin kaepernick yeah. I really don't care. Yeah. Like whatever. Like yeah. that's your prerogative. Yeah. But Agreed. you in the you in a church, yep. right? In a pulpit giving a sermon. Whatever. A five hundred one c three. Yeah, exactly. You in a nonprofit organization's uh, building that they own. Whatever. But that's just that just goes to show you right there. Like his loyalty is yeah. to his cultural yeah. ideals, not to the service of the kingdom of God. It's and, to the state. Yeah, so those kinds of people to make it plain. I only think it's to the state. I think it's to that five hundred one c three. Well, yeah, but it's a five hundred one c three because because the state sanctioned it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the the state can sanction it. The only reason why he don't even laugh. Sorry for talking over you. The only reason why he, well, one of the reasons why Mm -hmm. he more than likely doesn't like Colin Kaepernick is because he kneels during the flag during this representation. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So of, his loyal, of, okay. Yeah, yeah. The, during the representation of something that symbolizes who they are as people and where they come from. Yeah. His and, validation and does not come from the Most High. His validation comes, comes from, from a piece of oh, fabric and, and, and a song that was written by Francis Scott Key. That yeah. is what his identity is rooted in matter of fact for people who are listening if you're listening yes. to us right now i would encourage you yes. to go and find the third stanza of, of the said, song written by one Francis national Scott anthem Key. Yeah. and you make your own determination i'm not going to tell you what to so. think you go find the third stanza that nobody sings what i and you that, make your own determination either way it's that, a piece of fabric yeah, and it's a that, song and is your identity in well that it's not the song so. it's the reason the third stanza is not sung well, that's the point well it's one of the reasons because like historically you know that gets just gets into the whole thing about slaves and 
that just gets to the whole thing. Because when we think slave, we think black, and that's a narrative that that's not okay. one, that's not exactly true. So, well, for some people, that was a reality. So it's a little bit more than just a narrative. Well, not just well, some millions. No. Yeah, say, but slave millions. doesn't slave doesn't like there were white slaves, there were black slaves, Slavic, there were yeah, black we understand. slave owners to. There also were black white, slave owners, correct. yes, but all of those. But let's were look at the vast majority the of yeah. exactly. Well, those were exceptions. So not and the then rule. and then not all slave owners. They were like these white Englishmen. That gets into a whole other conversation that I really don't want to get into. I right mean, now. I wasn't trying to get into it now here yeah, uh-huh. because again, those things. The scripture says he watches kingdoms rise and fall. Yes. Mm-hmm. My attention correct. and focus is not upon this American empire. empire. Come on. My mm-hmm. like like I've always, you know, y'all have heard me say before, my faith predates all yes. of these constructs. Yeah. This nation is just another construct just like England, just like Rome, just like Israel. These are all constructs that my faith predates. You couldn't mention no black nation? You couldn't mention no black nation? Oh, you referring to the nation of Israel as far as uh, the ancient nation of Israel? The ancient nation nation. of Israel. Not the modern nation of Israel. Either, either. Both both and either. Um, So with that being said, man... (laughs) I need to come up with some sounds because Mac Moore should get a, like a donkey of the day type sound. No, no, I don't no, want to no, steal no, Charlemagne's no, thing. No, That's you don't Charlemagne. Have to go there, man. Just be led but. by the spirit, man. Okay, Mac Mac Moore like gets a loud people, spirit. People do stuff. <laughs> we just do something quiet. Yeah. All right. So anyway, we we do thank y'all for rocking with us. We went a little long this week, but you know we ain't been at with y'all in a month, and we wanted to go real hard since man, you know we missed the psyop article. Oh I thought man, that, that was very important. So much. We so will much. check that out the next time, y'all. Yeah. Go look at um psyop p s y o p. Um, I didn't. I, I know I, I pulled it <laughs> it's up. More than just that. Yeah. The, the psychological. Hold on, I'm, I'm gonna read it real quick. The sure U.S. Army. The people, brother. I know the U.S. Army Psychological Operations Regiment is the part of the U.S. military that works in propaganda, both abroad and in well, uh, the United States. It's unclassified. Yes. Yeah, what's as unclassified? Being abroad, yeah. Yeah. They focus on foreign affairs. But I mean, that's what's unclassified. But the fact that there is such an but arm, the fact that they exist within exactly. our federal Absolutely. government that our tax dollars support, yeah. uh-huh. that you know that that's out there. It's unclassified, but most people still don't know about it. Nope. There's nope. a lot nope. uh, to consider here. So yeah, I, we would yes, ask y'all to go do some. Re- we we may get into that a little bit. Uh, They're not going to look it up, bro. They're not going to look it up. Yes, they are. We have some good listeners here. Our social media correspondent, she'll she'll make sure that it gets blasted on social media so we do oh, appreciate okay. that so anyway we know Eve is relocating so this this is going to be her last show in studio for, you know, for a while but we do we love Eve she's been a sister she's been a friend to the podcast hey, and family and it's been yeah. a pleasure and to be it's here been, it's been yes. awesome rocking with Eve yeah say what's up to mm, uh, for us alright <laughs> I don't know which <laughs> oh he making fun he making yes I am I'm having a good time so, <laughs> thank you if you guys want to send Eve some special shouts hit her up on Twitter at E to the V to the so hit her up on Twitter, tell her what's up, send her some love, send her some wishes as she relocates from the D.C. area. Business um, out there. Yeah, man, making that cheddar cheese. Business out there. Putting there's all many, your business there's out there. many reasons yeah. to relocate. No, no, no. Uh-oh, you know what she angling at. Cheese. But anyway, uh, so let's keep it moving. You're trying so. to get that Boaz, trying to find your Proverbs not, 32 husband, huh? Uh, Proverbs 32, <laughs> it does not exist. Yeah, neither does it say See, a woman he, should find a, a husband either, but I just figured I'd throw that in there. Look at it. He, he's going to try to diss on my last in studio. Oh, that's <laughs> 
So, but as always, we we do right, thank sorry. y'all for, for for rocking with this. Um, I'm having a Serena you know, Williams moment, making it all about me when it's look, really look, about look you. It, no. yeah, there, it is. there it is. So you know, as always, no matter what we're talking about, whether it's social justice, whether it's silly pastors cutting up Nike. Or whether it's dudes getting shot by crooked police, we always work to keep God in the mix. So for Avery and Eve, this is AJ saying peace. Peace, peace, peace. Let's get started. I won't teach you. Let me set apart who is my people. The ones who set in their heart to be believers. Press on to the mark to follow Jesus. When it gets hard, they be seeking the leaders. Fathers that help them heal when they are beaten. Or help them see the meaning when they grieving. Don't follow their feelings that are being misleading. They're the ones that keeping it biblical Keeping 100 when others saying it's fictional A relational life, that is how it's scriptural A stay in the light while cats be living typical Integrity we chose cause folks is hypocritical Religious midwit, man that is how they picture you Wishing you would go the way of the extinctional You remind them too much of what they miss to do This is how we should be, we living sober Wisely proceed as we be moving forward We all one accord as we be getting older And resting alone Cause we give on his shoulders Hold him to his word And how we told him Molded in the image that they beholding Jehovah showed him how he'd atone him The lion and the lamb at the same moment We those who oppose the whole culture The life that we chose can only catapult you That's why our flows and shows they don't insult you We leave the clothes and holes for all the vultures The one who knows all will call exposure Throw you all up so you can get closure Your benefit to oppose him, but show him you're grateful just to know him. He sits at the